What's up? Welcome to the Existential Stoic Podcast. Uh, do you wish your life was good or that you were happy? Do you struggle? Does it seem like you'll never be happy or you'll never have a good life? Or that, like, you know, even when things are going good, you still just don't feel good or stuff is still wrong? Well, today we're going to talk about the paradox of a good life. I'm Danny, my buddy Randy. What's up, Randy? Yo, Danny. Do you ever struggle with this? Like, I, you know, like what a good life is or happiness and like maybe do we have the wrong idea? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fundamentally is, flawed. Is one of those things where sometimes I feel like the harder I try, the further away I'm getting. Like I'm always trying to white knuckle it, and then I listen to the touted ching, and it's just like maybe I'm doing it all wrong. <laughs> I, yeah, I wonder that all the time. Like we all want to be happy and have a good life, but like, are we doing anything to contribute to that? It's funny, you know. It always, uh, uh, Emmanuel Kant. He actually said this thing that's really funny. He said like if. If happiness was like the goal, nature, you know, reason was a bad instrument to give us, basically. <laughs> they, like, it's clearly it's not meant for happiness. And it's kind mm-hmm. of funny when you think about it, because it is true. It's like we're these rational, we, we value reason so much, and yet it doesn't seem like it gets us to that place, right? Like where happiness exists, because it always finds things that are wrong. It always finds problems. It always, you know, we're always comparing outside. We're always doing these things that really make us miserable. It's really a conundrum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah it's challenging and it, like for me a lot a lot of it has to do with like struggling for the good life like instead of just appreciating the good life that's here right now i'm always planning and trying to have some good life in the future and it's always at the yeah. sacrifice of right now yeah right that if i just if i just work harder right now if I just do this thing right now, then I can spend time doing the things I want. Or then I can. Yeah, that whole thinking is so flawed, too, because you might not have that time later. But it's funny because, you know, I have the same problem. It's like, you know, is it like this idea that it's got to be future oriented? Is that what's wrong with it? Like, we're not taught to appreciate the happiness now. We're taught to kind of it's always some point in the future that we might get to. But if it's always going to be in the future, you're never going to get it. So it's like, what mm-hmm. are we doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I heard I heard something the other day that really struck me. Uh, it said that gratitude takes the things you have and turns them into enough. That's a good one. I like that. Because yeah. right? it does. <laughs> I, I mean, talking about struggling, I've always been struggling with like, What's enough? When is enough? How am I going to get enough? Yeah, And it's just like, you can already have it right now. Yeah, I think that's the hard part. It's like, you got to remind yourself every day, like the things that you have that are good. And that like you've worked for, because otherwise, like you don't appreciate it's we're so quick to take for granted, our circumstances, Mm -hmm. our situation as normal, and then view it as deficient, right? Like as soon as you take as soon as you start taking it for granted, you view it as not enough, and that you need more in order to be happy. And I think that's also the problem, right? Is this idea that like happiness is always is always being having more, more money, more time, more whatever, right? It's always like this adding on. And I think that's like a really bad concept of happiness. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. I was thinking about that this weekend. How you know, so like there's this concept of money and possessions and things like that, that the more of them you have the happier you'll be, particularly money. And money because it's just very easy to count. It's very easy to exchange for other things. It's a good medium. But then I was thinking about like before money, people 
so there's a, there's this concept that like money can equate to life power. There's this book, your money or your life. And basically what people do most of their life is they exchange their life for money so that they can use that money to buy them either more life later on with medicine or more enjoyment in their life. So, uh, but thinking before money or in the earlier parts of money, it's like really if money is equal to life force, we all only have this same life force, like the same present moment. Nobody has any more. Nobody has any less. And anybody only have, ever has 24 hours and only has the life that they have. So like this idea that you can have more money and that'll equate to a better life or more of this or more of that is just it's flawed because we really only have this one life, this one moment. Yeah. And I mean, we have plenty of examples, too, where people have the money and they don't have the good life. I mean, so I think that whole notion that we we've, we've tied them so closely together and it's part of the problem. Right. And like you said, like more stuff, you know, stuff is, I think, a lot of times used, too, because it's like if you have more stuff, the implication is you have more money. Right. And that's but it seems to be our only metric. And I think that's the other problem, because people have this notion like, you know, of happiness being like, you know, never feeling pain, always being, you know, partying or whatever, always out doing whatever you want. And, all. and it's like that's uh, not really a life to begin with. And then on top of that, like, well, stuff's still going to happen this bad. And so, you know, how do you handle it? And how do you like, you know, actually be happy then? Or is happiness not what we think it is? Is that the problem? Like, do we have a messed up notion yeah. of it? Yeah, probably shouldn't be the goal, happiness. Yeah. Well, because you see all these people with tons of money and all they do is try and get more money. Because it's like, you know, it's like, and is mm -hmm. that, are you, are you enjoying your life? Are you, you know, is this like you've worked presumably hard to get where you are and have all this, but are you actually like enjoying mm -hmm. it? Or is now this just a new stress of, now I have all this money and I need to keep making all and these things work. Now they have a work. bunch of time. So what are they supposed to do? All they know how yeah. to do is make money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think happiness, happiness is uh, the pursuit of happiness. Whoever wrote the Declaration of Independence is a moron. <laughs> <laughs> but, They're an idiot. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that um, happiness is a good target. Because it's a transient feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it was, always, that's the other thing. I don't know if it was always a feeling or like if it was, you know, cause like the good life too, I think is better sometimes to think in that, mm -hmm. those terms. Cause it gives you a broader yeah. notion of it instead of just like, um, you know, just happiness or something. And I wonder too, like if that's the problem, if like our notion of happiness has changed over time and that's why it's like not sufficient anymore like because before maybe a happy life i know like in ancient greece like eudaimonia we translate as happiness but it really meant like a successful life well-being doing well having friends you know it was a kind of a broader concept that included more of the you know um what a person might need in a good life or what we might consider mm -hmm. a good life you know yeah and and also we have too much time on our hands to think about it and we're not we're not exhausted enough like it i think those two things are probably the the biggest reasons why people are so concerned with happiness. Because like back in the day, you just worked the fields all day in the hope that you would make enough food to live through the next year. Yeah, yeah. and you were exhausted at the end of every day, and it felt great to go to sleep because you were like, oh, I'm beat. And you were working towards maintaining your survival, so it gave you kind of like a goal to work towards. Whereas nowadays, we're so disconnected from our survival, and we don't do any physical activity. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. All right. So Karl Marx, one of the things he points out is that, you know, with the modern economy, 
we don't we're not working towards our sustenance or to build things that we directly need. Like back in the day, like if you need something, you made it. You need a table, you made a table. You need food, you grow your food, right? You might trade with neighbors. You might do things to help each other out for basic survival within the community. But generally speaking, like you saw a direct correlation and relationship between your activities and your own well-being, right? The more you did, the more you had direct correlation. Now we sell our labor. So we don't have any we don't actually complete anything because we're only doing parts of stuff. And there's that alienation between ourselves and our sustenance because we don't, our labor doesn't buy us what we need to live. Our money does. So there's this like disconnect between the things we're able to do and what we need to live kind of in a way that's important. I think Mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge one because there's just no connection. Like I, I see it when I walk into like the business district of town and it's just like, People are just so dis. They're they're like zombies, basically. Yeah. And they're just they're just going to work. They're all dressed up nice, going to work, and not smiling at all, not connected <laughs> with anything at all. And yeah, totally miss the whole connection with life. Well, it's kind of yeah, it's a bummer, right? It's like you know we like we get fixated on like doing these things, and like you work for these companies, but you do such a small part. It feels like busy work. You don't even know what it contributes to, right? Or like. You know, we get in our heads that if I just work hard enough and sacrifice all these other things, then I'll be happy. And like you give up doing all these things that you might have wanted to do, like seeing people, having stronger relationships, you know, uh, being actually in your community, uh, going out in nature, you know, all these things that like might better us, broadly speaking, or in a way that's like not just. Maybe that's it. It's so narrow our focus of what success is and what a good life is that we've we've lost core aspects of humanity or something along the way. And there are so many things competing with our attention. Like that's yeah. just crazy. I, I, I look at myself yeah. like I. At least I deceive myself that I'm somewhat focused in terms of my attention. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm not on social media all the time. I do practice mindfulness and different things like that. So, uh, but you know, you ask everybody, and everybody thinks they're more attractive than most people. So, like, probably yeah. everybody thinks they have better attention. But it's just like the everything vying for your attention. Like I can't pick up my phone and not get distracted. It happens yeah. every single time. I'll go to like I'll go to like write a note down in my phone and then five minutes will go by. I forgot what the note was that I wanted to write down and just totally distracted. Yeah. Cause you get notifications or there's something you think, oh, I should check this. It is. It's insane. It's like so distracting. And I think technology is like well, I mean, you know, I was just talking about this earlier this morning with somebody, but like it's funny that like this change that's happened in society happened so quickly with technology that there's no way like we we've, we've caught up to it. Like in terms of like, you know, dealing with it from an evolutionary standpoint, it takes time. Like we're so it's so new that there's, I you know, who knows what's doing to our brains and like mm-hmm. whether or not we know how to like handle it in an appropriate or healthy way. So it's that's the other side of it, too, that's problematic. But yeah, mm-hmm. the distractions are everywhere. You know, there's a disconnection that you feel in life. I think everybody feels that from stuff, like feeling like disconnected and separated from things. And it is, it's hard. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I do. I blame so, a lot our notion of success though. But yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So here's an interesting part of the paradox of the good life is that there's there's a general concept that the good life is not what's here right now. Mm-hmm. But what if it is? Yeah. 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 
that's the other problem, right? Is that hmm. we've been taught the good life is at the end of something and that you have to work towards it rather than, well, what if it's just now and this is it and you're missing it because you're not present? Yeah. You hear all the old timers talking about the good old days. And uh, I mean, every moment could be the best moment of your life. You never know. Well, I think that's part of the problem, too, is like instead of focusing on learning how to enjoy what we have and learning how to enjoy life now, we're constantly all focused on building some idea of a life in the future, which I don't there's nothing wrong with having goals. I think that's a good thing to have. And, you know, especially your own goals and your own values and working towards stuff, it makes life more fulfilling and purposeful and everything. But putting our happiness and our, our the quality of our life at the end of something is always problematic because we're not we're not enjoying it now. Or maybe we're we're not doing things we should be doing now that would make us happier because we're focused on that. And we think we need to do certain things, you know, and there's that paradox there of like, well, what do I sacrifice now for that later? Mm. Yeah, I I think maybe the ideal would be mixing of the both. Like there's a definition of a success by Earl Nightingale that I really like. He says it's the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. <laughs> so like when you're the it's it's actually the working towards a goal. So like yeah, that's success, yeah. working towards a goal, having something you want to do and working towards it, that's success. And so if you can somehow mix that with contentment in the present, you got it made. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I do you know, I I am a kind of a firm believer that like, you know, Part of a good life and part of a successful life is having goals that you're trying to realize because you're trying to make yourself right. And I think that is good. But I think that one of our major issues, and I know we both, you know, have fallen into this too, is like that trap of thinking like it's all money. So I need to make more money. So then, you know, putting all this time in now and then, you know, like you said, you're you're forgetting things that are otherwise important. So, yeah. How do you combine this too? being more mm-hmm. present? enjoying things but also having goals that you're working towards that are worthwhile Whew, it's hard dude i've been i've been struggling with that recently it's like when can i start enjoying life <laughs> like that's been my question i've been asking myself because it's like so long i've been focused on making money and somehow earning a better income so that whatever and i've been putting off a whole bunch of things and it, just it gets hard to even money. define why you're doing it, though, right? It gets yeah. hard to even define what you're doing it for. And that's the crazy and, part. And I'm so afraid to stop yeah. because I'm scared that if I stop, I'll lose it all. Yeah. Like, it's just a giant house of cars. And if I stop, it'll just be all over. It's so funny. I do often wonder, like, whether, like, you know, the people who, like, go off into, like, you know, monasteries and stuff, were they, were they not smart to just say, <laughs> forget it? Because yeah, all right? of it's, you know. Just chasing your tail. Mm-hmm. It is funny. It's and it's gotten. Yeah. I think. I think it has gotten a lot harder, you know, now than it was in the past. In terms of like, like we were talking about earlier, you know, before we record, like how hard, how much you have to work just to get a job, like how much you have to know now just to do something, right? <laughs> how much you have to like. It's, it, there's so much involved, like in you know, switching careers in life, which we both are doing. Like it takes a lot of work. It's not easy to do. Nothing mm-hmm. is like very simple and i think everything's gotten harder because there is more information on everyone there is more you know awareness of a person's skill level and background and stuff is like readily available so it's very difficult to move into something you might want to do and all and make you know 
it takes a lot of work and that means sacrifice of things that you might want again or that mm-hmm. might enjoy in the moment so it's like this catch 22 <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's and it's so hard because it is kind of a simple answer like i heard i heard a senior monk saying how you know like surviving isn't that hard like rice and beans are pretty cheap so like surviving not that hard but like everything else in life comes down to controlling your mind yeah and it's not it's not com- it's not a complex solution it's not like you have to do this and then this and this 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 but it's not easy at all either no well that's the difficulty right it's like you know it's like anyone you know living in you know a consumerist society right it's like I, you know, you recognize you need something like I need a car or something, right? But you do, you might need, like, especially in the US, you definitely need a car. But then the question is, well, which one do you get? How much are you going to spend? And then like these things, like, it's like, do I need just a vehicle that goes from point A to point B? Or do I need something with leather and with 47 TVs? You know, it's like, and I think that's the other problem is like, we get caught up in thinking we have to have the best one of everything, whatever that, you know, is at the moment. And so that's more work and more time that you're investing now because you're putting yourself in debt. It's like, yeah, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess how does one attain the good life? <laughs> yeah, how, didn't funny. they figure that out a long time ago? Well, they, everybody <laughs> thinks they did, right? Yeah, <laughs> everybody thinks they figure it out. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I think I do think I do think like the ancients were right in the sense that like you have to have values that matter to you you do have to work on character because i think you know i think you carry yourself into every moment so if you don't work on yourself like you'll never have that control or self-control to like make choices that are you know ones that are really things that you want you know you'll be led by other things like desires and stuff rather than making choices for yourself or good life or being able to evaluate things so having your own values is important and recognizing that um but yeah, it's hard. It's really hard to stay present too. Sometimes it's so easy too, to take things for granted and just miss, you know, enjoying what we already have. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing we all do, I think too, which is kind of problematic. Totally, totally. I, I, I mentioned to you last week about the exercises I've been doing when I'm not present. It's just like looking at five things I can see, four things I can hear, three things I can feel, two oh, yeah. I can smell, and one I can taste. Just to like bring me back into the actual present experience. And every time I do that, I'm so blown away how far outside of the present experience I was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? You can be totally disconnected from your body in a way. It's like weird. Or like you don't even know what's going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just in a different it, world. That's okay. I think that's it. I think, you know, unfortunately, I think the truth too is it's like mindfulness. Like you need to be mindful when you're acting and present and like, Part of that is being, you know, aware of yourself and your body and everything. And just we aren't. We're distracted yeah. as hell all the time. <laughs> I keep I keep looking for another answer other than mindfulness. I know. Like, it's, it's like, like a... the the answer always comes back to that. And I'm like, but it's gotta be something else. Maybe if I read gotta another be. book, it'll be another yeah. answer. <laughs> so else is something better. It's the truth though. It, it's funny, but it's like, yeah. I think that is true, though. I think, it, you know, it's the only way to be present. And like you said, like, you know how many books there are about, like, 
getting the flow state for work or doing this. And 90% oh, of them are God. about basically Who references Mikhail Chialski or yeah. whatever his name is. Yeah. It's so funny because even that, like that flow state is all about like not really being present. Like you're so involved in your work that you totally black out everything else. <laughs> and you're just like, you know, like yeah. unaware of the time, unaware of what's going on around you. And it's like, is that really better? Like, mm. yeah, it's definitely good for productivity, I think, and creativity sometimes. But like, you know, yeah yeah it's funny no people people worship the flow state i know i see it all the time it's so fun i think it's just because it's one of those times when you're not worrying oh is my life good enough why do i feel this way why aren't i happier you don't yeah. you don't question that stuff when you're in a flow state that's probably why yeah well that's the problem with being present too sometimes is like being present is like i think that's our other issue is like if we're not you know we have to also face the discomfort the pro- all those things and i think that's the other paradox is like to enjoy the things in the moment you also have to like deal with things right and you also have to like address things and make it so that you can enjoy the moment i think that's also hard because we're so used to distracting ourselves and we're so used to running away from things rather than facing them that it makes it difficult to even enjoy the moment and it's easier to say well i'm working towards x y or z yeah and life has gotten so comfortable that any discomfort we just want out. Yeah. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So the good life. It is paradoxical. I think our definition is. is bad too. I think happiness is not a good one to focus on. Oh, it's not a good life. Yeah. Not a good yeah. life. I hate I hate when people ask, Are you happy? And I was I was like, I was until you asked. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I mean, I think it's definitely, like, I, I think happy moments are definitely part of it. You should have joy and you should have happiness as part of your good life, right? But like mm-hmm. to think it's all going to be that way, it just seems ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's paradox. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. The paradox of a good life. Please check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Watch us on YouTube. Please like, share, subscribe. That helps us out a lot. We will be back later this week with a quick fix is the existential stoic podcast i'm danny that's randy later randy later danny